do want to thank the community um, after the initial announcement. Um, everyone has been uh, overwhelmingly positive. Um, the calls to the office have been positive. People have been understanding, and I do really appreciate people um, heeding the advice that was in the original press release um, to, to not rush over to the, uh, to the hotel site. And out of respect for the hotel staff, who are in a position right now that is very challenging and they're doing an amazing job, Next item on the agenda, Town Administrator's Report. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So um, we put on the agenda for tonight uh, the, housing, the migrant housing uh, uh, crisis update. Um, I thought it was appropriate um, to make sure under at least the Town Administrator's Report, and I'll explain why in a moment, um, that the community try to get as much information as we know um, now that it's been a couple weeks. Um, so we're just going to take a few minutes here, and I'm going to do the best I can to walk through some of the talking points that I jotted down just to make sure I got all of the information. I understand there's a million questions. We have them, we'll get that to in a minute. Uh, so I just want to let everybody in the community know um, I was called by the governor's office uh, less than two weeks ago, it's actually two weeks ago tomorrow, um, that uh, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts had leased the Best Western Hotel here in Franklin um, through June 30th of 2024. Um, and they leased 100 rooms, which is in fact the entire hotel. Um, I sent a press release out uh, throughout the community um, and, uh, and people have gotten wind of it. Um, immediately that day, maybe the next day, exactly when we drafted it out, um, we wanted to at least let the community know. This is commensurate with what a lot of other communities have been doing in the same situation. Um, we've kind of seen a trend of hotels being occupied. The staff had even communicated a few weeks before. Um, we had no word or no heads up on this. Um, but when you saw the hotels becoming more and more around 495 in the Pike in Worcester County, um, it seemed inevitable. And sure enough, a couple weeks after the staff had uh, met to discuss what folks could do in other communities, we got the word from the governor uh, less than two weeks ago that that hotel would be used. Um, I just want to make sure the, the most common comment, misinformation that I hear from people, and we've certainly heard from a lot, um, is that the town made this decision. Uh, the town council, the school committee, or the planning board, I mean, it's all over the place. Um, I just want to make sure the public understands all of the decisions that have been made on this entire issue that you see in the news or in the newspapers, 100% of the decisions are made by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. There was no local vote, there was no ballot initiative, the council, we haven't even met, actually, I think in the time that this happened, right? Because the last meeting was a few weeks ago. So the town council, the school committee, no board has had any role in any of the decision making. It's really important the public understands the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, the governor, Healy, is the one making the decisions on this. Um, the town to this point, has not spent any local funds or expended any local funds um, on this issue. Okay, so there's nothing that the town has spent. All of the money that is going towards this issue is being paid for by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. How that's being done between the governor and the legislature, legislature and the governor, we still have yet to figure that out. I know that the emergency shelter line item in the state budget 
had an appropriation of 324 million in the FY24 state budget. <laughs> Our budget doesn't come close to that amount. Um, and so, um, you know, really with the exception of staff time on the superintendent or myself, some of the support staff, we haven't spent any other additional town resources yet. Uh, Governor Healy did declare a state of emergency on August 8th. Um, and just so the public's aware, most of the reason for that is to access federal funds um, in terms of disaster relief. Um, I do not have any more information on that. I don't know if money's coming, when it's coming, how much is coming, and what for it's coming. We don't know anything. We declared a state of emergency, and we just went through one of those recently. <laughs> so we're familiar here. Uh, there's gotta be some federal state coordination. Um, and, um, and also, I believe the, the declaration also helps expedite some of the work visa issues that many of the migrant families, who by the way have been in here in the country for many, many months or years, um, you know, those visas are being held up at the federal level. So, um, and in her declaration, the governor did describe the situation as unsustainable. August 24th, just last week, I think, um, Governor Healy did uh, uh, also uh, announced 250 National Guard members were going to be deployed to hotel sites where there was not already a point of contact somewhere on site. The governor's office did tell me that the town of Franklin, the Best Western, should see a National Guard individual or multiple, we don't know. To date, as of this afternoon, when we last visited the hotel, the National Guard is, has not been on site yet. Um, we also did, and I'll get to the hotel manager in a minute, we also did talk to the hotel manager, the rapid response team, which is something many of you have heard in the news or others have read about, um, has been on site once in two weeks. So um, clearly, get to it in a minute, clearly there's a need for state assistance at the hotel at some point, if not now. Uh, as of today, the hotel has approximately 110 individuals. And it changes by a few people maybe every day, but just for average, it's about 80 uh, individuals and about 40 children okay, that are over at the hotel. Uh, we're informed uh, that through the hotel, not the state, I should add, that in the next week or two, that will be up to 50 rooms. So right now, there's about 35 rooms being occupied. Next week or two, there'll be 50 rooms. And we are told that on October 1st, again, from the hotel manager, we are told this, we are not being told this by the state. So we just exercise some caution because the state may change their minds, but we're told that on October 1st, all 100 rooms will be occupied by migrant families. So we anticipate based on current numbers, we're looking at about three to 400 people that'll be at that hotel. And I'm just doing raw averages based on what's there. We're looking at about 100 to 150 children we don't know if they're going to be school-aged children. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'll get to it in a minute, which is why the superintendent's also here. But today was the first day that uh, the superintendent's staff went to the hotel for ease um, to begin to enroll any of the students that might be prepared and be uh, in the position to actually enroll to go to school. So we just started that piece today. Um, that will take some weeks. It is going to take some time. 
uh, as people uh, maybe see, saw today on WBUR, there was an extensive article online and also on the radio um, talking about many of the challenges statewide for school districts in terms of capacity and staff, et cetera. Um, so we're gonna continue to work week by week, but that's about uh, the most that I have thus far. Uh, on those issues in terms of who, how many, we still don't really know. We only know what's there, we don't know what else is coming. Uh, I have to give a shout out to the hotel manager, Vicki. Um, she's unbelievable. Um, she is running this 100% by herself, okay? Hotel managers across Massachusetts, we're seeing this in other areas, um, that don't have the state resources yet. The hotel managers are doing all the work, the hotel staff are cooking the meals, the meals are being delivered directly to the rooms uh, of the individuals, um, and I can't say enough about her. Uh, I know Chief McLaughlin went down uh, on the day the de declaration came from the governor. I went down on the Monday following. Uh, multiple staff, our public health nurse, Alicia, has been amazing. She's gone down every day to try to find the rapid response team, was there one day, connected about vaccinations, some other light, you know, logistical issues that um, licensed nurses can talk about. Um, but I can't say enough about Vicki, she is amazing and she's done a phenomenal job um, helping all of us and we believe that we've also um, helped her a great deal. She, I know she is very grateful um, for the leadership of the chief of police, the superintendent, um, the board of health director, myself, my office, Amy, uh, across the board, um, she's fantastic. Uh, town staff are collaborating very well on this. Um, we've seen that Mansfield announced the task force. We haven't properly named it um, because we're just trying to do what we do. Um, we're, we're, not, we're, not really, we're not really in a position to be publishing press releases on these things. Uh, it's just not our jam. Uh, but uh, the superintendent, um, Dr. Rogers, Paula Morano, myself, Amy, the chief of police, the fire chief, uh, the board of health, the entire board of health staff. Uh, we've also connected with the Interfaith Coalition. We've also connected with the Food Pantry, the Safe Coalition, St. Vincent de Paul, the YMCA, and many, many organizations. I want to give a quick shout out to them for not rushing into action so fast that things got bottlenecked. This was one experience we saw from other communities was the rush out of people's warmness of their hearts to sites actually created bigger problems. And so we did recommend in the press release, please do not go to the hotel uh, because at the time there was nobody there either. Um, but um, I have designated a Board of Health Director, um, Kathy Liberty, to be the point of contact on behalf of the town on this as we kind of um, work our way through this, and um, Kathy did uh, an exceptional job during the pandemic, and she'll do a great job with this as well. The other number one, or number two question I get um, is, what about the hotel tax? Because <laughs> you know, we all care about revenues. Um, we have been informally assured that the hotel tax will still apply to the room uh, office, but we don't have that in right. Um, I have sent off a list of, uh, a short list of 20, 25 questions uh, to our state, 35 to our state uh, representative. Uh, Senator Roush has also been kind to email us to try to set up some time to, to connect. Um, schedules are busy, um, but I know uh, many communities around here are, are worried about that. And they're also, as uh, Alan Earls had wrote an article today about Plainville, um, just got announced as a hotel. 
Um, many of the communities on this area are, a little, are just trying to get the facts from the administration because as we found out, a lot of events are going on in these areas. Patriots games, Dean College has a homecoming and a football game um, where they need rooms. These rooms were all booked. 100% occupancy on these weekends for the hockey tournaments in Marlboro, concerts at Gillette, and so forth. All of these hotels, not every hotel in Franklin, of course, but the hotels that have been designated have now, those, those folks who had those reservations have now had to find some other place to be. And there is some concern coming out of Plainville, and I'm sure Foxborough, like, well, what about meals tax? What about eating? You know, is there a tourism impact? I have no idea. I'm just, as one example of the exasperated hypotheses that we have, it's just one of a menu of issues that I know the community has questions on, the council has questions on, we have questions on. We don't know, and that's okay. Um, this is a moving target. This is a, a huge undertaking for the administration. Um, what we have tried to do as a team right now is follow the best directive from Governor Healy as we can. Um, I believe it was in State House News Service today, so it's a public forum, that uh, someone from the administration is gonna do a briefing with the legislators um, of the host communities, um, and it appears that there'll be a, 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 some other forum um, come on uh, Friday morning for town managers to hop onto a call to get more information. I don't know really how much more we're gonna be able to explain, but um, um, that's it. Um, just really quickly to, to kind of tie things up, um, you know, I, as, as I just mentioned, I sincerely understand the listeners at Zoom, uh, at home on TV, we understand there's <coughs> 500 questions out there. Um, if I had the answers, I would be talking about them right now, but I don't. Um, and so I just really urge everybody in the community to have patience and understanding, uh, obviously compassion for those that are over there, um, there is no need yet that we have identified basic services. Um, from what we understand, the meals have been getting served. Um, there has been some connection over, over infant uh, diapers and other types of things like that. When there is a need, we will hear from Kathy, we will hear from the hotel manager and or the mm -hmm. state. We will rally the community at the right time. Uh, we just ask everybody to have some patience and understanding that this is a state of emergency. Um, the governor has admitted that this is an unsustainable crisis. Um, and so when you have a state of emergency and you deploy the National Guard, both of which happened during the pandemic, and you're dealing with federal assistance, there's a lot of connection points that need to happen in order to answer all of these questions. So um, I do want to thank the community um, after the initial announcement. Um, everyone has been uh, overwhelmingly positive. Um, the calls to the office have been positive. People have been understanding, and I do really appreciate people um, heeding the advice that was in the original press release um, to to not rush over to the uh, to the hotel site. And out of respect for the hotel staff who are in a position right now that is very challenging and they're doing an amazing job, out of respect to them as well, they're trying to triage this like they do any emergency themselves, and, and to try to make sure that they have the space. Uh, in support of the community to do that. So um, I guess that's about all I know, Mr. Chairman. And uh, just hopefully that update was helpful for the council and the community. Um, the more we hear, we'll transmit that on to the public. Um, I suspect that a lot of legislators and other town managers and selectmen and counselors and other communities have a lot of questions as well. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll get those answered as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kenny.
And I asked Jamie to put that under the town administrator's report, Jesus. mainly because there's just so many unanswered questions that to have it as a discussion item when you don't have any answers to the questions <laughs> was would not be a good place for it. So I asked him to give us, give the council, give the community the, all the information that we currently have. And uh, just to piggyback on a couple of things that Jamie said, uh, Vicki, the, the manager at that hotel has just, the communication from her has been absolutely fantastic. She's, uh, she gets to it, she tells us what's going on. We hear things from her before we hear it from uh, the governor's office. And again, to all of our listeners, this is not a town decision, a town council decision. This is coming from the state, from the governor's office. And as we get information, we will certainly pass that information along to the community as we get it. Uh, it's when not keeping any secrets here, we're just telling you the information when we get it. And uh, I know Superintendent Jerry's here. Please, Lucas. Uh, I know Jamie spoke with Lucas, and maybe he could just give us a little bit of an update as to your uh, communication. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good evening, everyone. Mm -hmm. Thanks for uh, having me. And I just wanted to reiterate that, Jamie, first, thanks for setting the context for the situation. I think that helps. And the press release helped. We sent a communication. If you're a parent in town, you would have received a communication earlier today from me. I referenced the press release, which I thought was a, was a transparent communication. And I wanted to also say, that we appreciate the teamwork that we have. Um, all of our departments have been meeting um, pretty regularly. Uh, Jamie's been great about communicating the updates as far as what's happening at the state level, and we need to continue to do that. I know that's the plan. I just had a few other key points. As a public school, we are responsible to provide education for students, regardless of their backgrounds or circumstances. So students or children who are residing in Franklin have uh, not only a right, but we have a moral obligation to educate children um, who are in um, a variety of circumstances and situations. And that's what, what we do as a public school. Um, we are preparing, as Jamie said, we don't have a lot of detailed information to share at this time. But what we are trying to do as a collective team is understand the totality. And I think because we're going to receive information weekly that changes and um, whatnot, I think we're all trying to be as responsive as possible. And um, I think that's all the more reason for us to stay as a, as a team and continue to communicate. Um, you brought up Vicki. Uh, she's, she's really stepped up and, and is, is a real leader in that building. I wanted to just bring up two. I've been in contact with the DESE, which is the Department of Education, mm -hmm. around this. We've been um, discussing, they've referenced funding um, for students and support for that. I have not seen a dime or heard anything else, but I know that that's something they've communicated, so we'll continue to pursue that. I'm also in touch with other superintendents in other communities like Foxborough, like Norton, um, other communities that have um, begun this process as well, to just fact check. What are you doing? What's working? What's not? What are, what are we doing? And try to share information. I was there today at the hotel to do pre-registration. No students have been placed in Franklin Public Schools at this time. Um, the focus from our 
group, our town department group, but also from our contact at the Department of Ed was focused on enrolling and getting school up and running for the students that we currently have in our community. Get that rolling. Uh, this week, the early childhood, which was our last group of students to transition for the 23-24 school year occurred. And now we've, uh, we're focusing on understanding the students, the number of school-aged children, because not all students are school-aged. Some are um, younger than school-aged um, that are at the hotel and try to identify the grades, the learning profiles, the uh, language needs, all of those pieces are, we need to have the full picture so that we can make some thoughtful decisions around where uh, placement will be and whatnot. And we have not made any of those decisions, so I can't answer any specific questions on that. The final thing I wanted to mention was, last piece. Oh, the word migrant, I just want to be clear, uh, and I, I needed to do this for myself, I googled the word, word migrant because I hear immigrant and migrant use synonymously, and I think it's an honest error for some folks, and, and words matter, it's, it's, a, it's a detailed thing. Migrant is a person who moves from one place to another, especially in order to find work or a better living condition. So um, I just would want to emphasize what I do know and what I've seen is there are a variety of people in the hotel, um, some are from within Franklin um, and homeless or looking for uh, uh, stable housing, people outside of Franklin, but within Massachusetts, some out of the state, some from out of the country, um, but I think it's a broader uh, definition. Migrant encompasses a lot of different people that are uh, within our community uh, that, that would, would qualify for that and that are placed in, in the Best Western. So I'm happy to answer any questions I can, but I wanted to provide that and, and I want to thank you for organizing the team that's working, um, including the library, too. Felicia's been great. Yeah. Thank you, Lucas. Okay, um, more to come. And as we get more information, we will pass, we will pass yeah. it along to the council and to the community as we get it. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.